the whole cheers. Dead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing Chris Chishot. Yo, Chris, how are you? Doing great. What's up? <laughs> you got cleaned up quickly. I did. I uh, yes, I I shower very well. Get all the all the tender spots. The quick turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, it's it's good to see you, my friend. It's it's good been a little while. Thanks for having me on here. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chris, you're you're an amazing talent here in the in the community. Uh, you know, the creative community of Denver. Uh, you know, you're a tattoo artist, sculptor. I mean, you're doing all kinds of amazing uh, creative stuff. Can you tell people that aren't familiar with your work, you know, who you are and and how you got into the arts? Well, yeah, I'm Chris Jato, Jatot, however you want to say it. Jato is how I say it. Uh, Sorry. I'm I'm from Colorado. I'm from Greeley and I got into the arts pretty young age. Started drawing my whole life nice. and I picked up a job at Distortions Unlimited when I was a kid. Yes. Um I kind of hounded them until they gave me a shot. So they're really my first like professional entry into the art world. So I didn't start as an artist there at all. Started out sweeping floors and in the mail room, of course, literally trying to help them. I did some uh, package labeling, literally in the mail room wow. and kind of started, I started there at a really young age. So thanks to Marsha and Ed for hiring me for sure. Um, shout out to Ed and Marsha. What's up? Uh, and I love them. They, uh, it's really Marsha that hired me. Like, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> they had anything to do with it or not, but, <laughs> but I got in there and got my foot in the door and I eventually made it to a painter at the cool. end of my run there. So that was pretty fun. I was trying to get into sculpting, but that took me a little longer to kind of get into that. But uh, painting with the airbrush was kind of where I left that place and then got into tattooing from there. So it was uh, actually a manager from Distortions kind of sold me my first tattoo machine. No Just kidding. Her, yeah, he heard heard me talking about wanting to get one. And uh, shout out to Pete. And he was a cholo from L.A. that helped me out get my first machines in my hands. And then that led to me. I was, I was always drawn in high school, so mm -hmm. I kind of had a little bit of a portfolio. And that little bit of home tattoo and let me feel like I wanted to pursue it. So then I 
got a professional apprenticeship with Greg Skibo and Fort Collins. Oh, cool. So that he was opening a shop in Greeley, and that was what gave me an end to tattooing was the Skibo, Greg and Peggy. So they uh, helped me out a lot. That was in 93. I started tattooing right out of high school. So Nice. Wow. So I worked for Distortions in junior high and high school. So I kind of like an after school job and then summer job. Because they were more seasonal anyway. So they yeah. were like a summer season place. So that worked out well. Wow, that's so cool. Uh, I'm totally uh, envious of you then because, uh, you know, I grew up around uh, distortions because, uh, you know, I'm from Kersey and uh, where, where Ed had his first studio. And uh, um, I was that kid that was always getting into this, uh, you know, dumpster, st stealing all the rejects and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he chased me out a couple times. <clears throat> so, uh, so let me add to that. Uh, so yeah. In junior or middle school my stepdad he's a cowboy by by trade mm -hmm. actually so he was trying to we were you know he didn't like Greeley. Greeley was too big of a city for him so okay. we moved to kersey no i lived sure. in kersey oh my god that's awesome <laughs> that was that would have been like 87 i think 86 oh my god so i was i was 10 years old in in uh uh around that time yeah living in kersey Wow. Yeah, I think I was 10 or 11. So, um, so yeah, I didn't, that's, that's hilarious, dude. We were so close. <laughs> like, we've yeah, always been so close. Yeah. I wish I would have known you back then. That's hilarious. So, yeah. So one time, you know, I was a kid that like everyone kind of has this story. I feel like the Fangoria story where, you know, we all read Fangoria. Yes. And saw, you know, saw distortions masks yep. in Fangoria. Yep. So, I mean, first, second grade, I'm drooling over these masks, you know, and they were $80. So that when you're in first grade, that might as well be, you know, $2,000. So you're just know, like, right? one day I could maybe buy one of these. But <laughs> you just stare at those ads. I stared at the, I mean, that was like one of my favorite parts of Fangoria was those, were the mask ads, you know? Yep. So, uh, so when I remember the day my mom's drive, we're driving through Kersey. We'd already been living there for almost a year. And I wasn't getting along too well with the kids in school there. I, I don't know. I wasn't fitting in too great. Yeah, Platte so, Valley or? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 And so uh, my mom was driving me through Kersey and I saw this building with that. I saw that lo the logo. I saw the mm -hmm. sign and I was like, no way did I see that. Because, you know, in Fangoria, there's just through Starlog is how you contact them. So there's yeah. no like address. So I had no clue. And I said, mom turn the car around you know i start losing my mind and so she turns the car around all that and it's a sunday so i she pulls up to this tiny little building that little white garage and yeah out and i look through the window and i see you know work being done in there i could you know see some projects and i was like i can't believe it this is actually distortions unlimited oh. in my backyard or, <laughs> you know we were like 15 minutes outside of kersey actually in, on a property with some stables yeah but uh I could not believe my mind. I my my eyes. I was my mind was blown. I had no idea they were in Colorado and then be a Kersey. So yeah. yeah, I dumped. I dived in that dumpster that Sunday, and found some good stuff. And to me, it was trash, but I it was gold to me. I was right. Latex cast things were yep. just a little out of my reach, you know. Like we were learning how it was done in Fangoria and stuff, but I really couldn't go buy. It wasn't like available yet at our, you know to our 
age in Colorado, there wasn't like a place to go buy a gallon of liquid latex. Yeah. You know, yet, right. Yet. So, yeah, that was my first. I was a dumpster diver as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so that's so hilarious. What what a small world. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Ella Strange uh, just loves that story. <laughs> small world. Yeah. Small world. Distortions wow. touches a lot of people. It's it, they they really do. They really do. I think uh, you know for this year at uh, Carl Festival of Horror, I think we're supposed to have uh, Ed Marsha back too. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there it's it's. I didn't. I mean, I didn't even know how legend dairy they were gonna be you know like or or are mm -hmm. when you talk to all the sculptors that are working in la you know it's all kind of everyone's been touched by that by those ads yeah yeah i i remember those uh you know in school too going through the the fangora magazines seeing the ads in the back but then you know some of my friends were coming to school with the catalog you know and at that point i'd already been through their dumpster and I had no idea they, you know, you know, what was actually on the inside of, of the, you know, the building, you know, yeah. the fact that they had catalogs and they had all this other stuff going on. Um, you know, I, and I didn't realize that until, um, till they moved, they moved to Greeley and, and had that bigger operation going. And, yeah. uh, yeah, every summer I kept filling out, uh, the job application every summer. I never got a call back. Oh man. <laughs> so I, you just got to go hound them, I guess. I don't know. 89 is 89 is when I started working at that second location. Yeah. Oh my God. That's cool. That, and, and that's when they were doing like the, um, you know, Michael Keaton, uh, Batman stuff, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. They, that was the black and bloody summer of 89 is what the factory called it. We all got like hoodies. We got sweatshirts. Um, and that was, that was really like, I think probably their first, like most successful year to that point, you know, right? Like they had like that movie was so big and those suits were flying off the shelf. We painted, we painted hundreds of those suits, hundreds. Wow. And, wow. uh, and then that was when they got pumpkin head and we had, uh, the alien, the six foot alien and then the predator, the full cast predator. Yeah. Oh my God. One wild thing Ed did, I don't know if everyone knows the story, but they pulled a, they bought a dead alligator from Louisiana and <laughs> shipped it to the factory. Oh, man. It was already dead. I mean, it was bought, purchased dead. I don't yeah. you know. I don't know the story behind that. But uh, yeah, like he cast a lie, or I mean, a dead, a truly dead gator with plaster. Wow. And it started heating up and decomping like in the factory. Oh. Oh. oh my god <laughs> that's a, so that's like the super accurate alligator prop you can get from them i think they probably still have that yeah i think they do the last time i i saw uh, i visited the shop uh i think it was last last winter no 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 yeah it was in december um yeah they, they still had that mold Oh yeah. crap. So that's actually I thought that was just a really good sculpt. Yeah, no, that's an actual <laughs> monster. That's probably more cost effective. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't, I don't know the end of that story. I hope I hope that's okay to tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, uh I I've I've worked with uh sculptors that are like uh paleo sculptors, 
And so, you know, they're, they're constantly having to take, uh, you know, um, make molds of dead living animals, you know? Uh, so yeah, they've, they've got tons of stories like that, you know, yeah. where they got to go into the zoo and, you know, uh, usually if it's a snake or something with scales, it's a lot easier, but when, you know, they've, they've had to do stuff with hair and it's yeah. not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Demolding must be really fun. Oh. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, you know, if they can, they'll, they'll just, uh, you know, try and shave this dead animal and it's not, you know, that, that's time consuming plus it's dead. So that's dedication right there. Yeah, it's not not pleasant. Uh, oh, that was that scary stub in um, in uh, Missouri. Uh, he's he's got an exhibition right now at uh, the Arvada Center. Oh, okay, um, but he does a, a number of things for National Geographic's Smithsonian. Uh, um, did I, I got to work on um, Sultrasuchus. Uh, I'm mispronouncing that, but that's the the giant uh, dinosaur killer uh, crocodile. So um, he's got it's a sculpture exhibit over there. Yeah, yeah. So it's Ooh. it's a it's, it's a lot of mostly like maquettes and stuff because their their top floor isn't very big. But uh, but the the piece I got to work on was a life size replica of of this uh, uh, giant alligator. It's 40 feet long, and. Oh, wow. uh, the, the skull would open up to, you know, from uh, bottom of the jaw to, uh, to the top 10 feet. Life-size replica. Oh, my. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. You could just walk in there, and there's enough room for you to sit in the, wow. the body of this thing. Wow. <laughs> Great. It's nuts. Oh, man. God, that's so cool. So, man, I, okay, it feels like I could talk to you for, for hours on, on all this distortion stuff. But you, you made the transition, you know, it sounds like in the 90s to doing, uh, you know, tattooing. And, you know, what was what was that transition like going from, you know, painting, you know, at distortions to, to tattooing? Or was that that just you just took to it? No, well, it was like my lifelong goal and like dream was this special effects thing. You know, like mm -hmm. I was a you know horror kid in yeah. the 80s trying to take down every movie at the video store you know so yeah uh that was always really kind of the top of my list like I'm, I'm going to hollywood you know and then i think just working around it a bit and then the opportunity i mean it's pretty messy and dirty you know and i think yeah. maybe that was one of the things like that tattooing came along on accident because i wanted to be tattooed really bad so I had no intention of being a tattoo artist growing up. Um, I always knew I was going to be tattooed because I, you know, all my idols were tattooed and I just thought that was a great idea. And I pictured I would draw my own design, I figured one day, you know. Yeah. And then when I got around some friends that were actually getting tattooed, we were getting older and it was actually starting to become a possibility. I had another hoodlum friend that uh, was doing tattoos on himself, homemade. And I kind of, that kind of gave me the aha moment, like, oh, wow, maybe I can just get this done pre-18 years old, like if I yeah. do it myself. Because <laughs> my mom wasn't on board with helping me get a uh, um, sign, you know, she wasn't going to sign for me to get tattooed. And mm -hmm. that shop didn't even do it anyway, the shop that I wanted to go to. So uh, I kind of was 
hanging out with the wrong crowd, you know, and he was going to help me get this tattoo on myself. And that's when I mentioned it to my uh, manager at distortions that, so the trend, it was kind of like an accident to get tattooed myself. So I started doing tattoos and then people started hounding me because other underage friends wanted tattoos because they knew I could draw pretty, you know, I mean, I was, mm -hmm. I guess I was considered a, one of the above average, you know, illustrators <laughs> in high school. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I had people had more confidence cool. in me, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, Greeley's kind of, we're kind of bored, you know, so sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it wasn't any, it wasn't too hard to, people were hounding me to do tattoos. I didn't really enjoy doing homemade tattoos. It was really hard and I didn't mm. know what I was doing at all. There was very little guidance and oh, it wow. was super stressful. So people were always like, come on, tattoo me. And I'm like, nah, you know, later, later, yeah. someday, you know? Yeah. So when I got to this point, I kind of, left some opportunities for scholarships on the table in high school, uh, you know, just decisions I made. So that led me to kind of thinking I'm, I'm going to pursue this tattoo thing a little bit more because it was really glamorous to me at the time. You know, like I thought, right. I thought it would be, I was naive enough to think tattooing was somehow, if I could get that under my belt, then the world of art would open up to, to me because that what can be harder than tattooing. So, I thought sure. I was kind of naive in thinking this, that that would be some kind of stepping stone because it really was the opposite, like tattooing such its own world. Right. So once I decided to pursue the apprenticeship and there was only one shop I wanted to work for, because in the area, Greeley, Fort Collins, Loveland, you know, we were, we were out and about. And whenever I would see someone with a tattoo that looked good, I would ask them where it was from. And it was always the same, same shop. So nice. when I, kind of made the decision to seek out an apprenticeship because the scholarship was gone. I was kind of like at that turning point in life where it's like, Oh, you gotta, you better start thinking what you're going to do. You know, mm -hmm. right. and I was, I was just a tiny bit burned out on the, the chemicals of the, of the, of the effects world, if you will. And just, sure. I did blood and I did paint. So I was always covered and stinking and I'd go to school with my hands pink from blood. Oh yeah. Like it smelled really <laughs> weird. Yep couldn't wash it off. It was like food coloring. So I'd have like pink hands and then I, they, they smelled really gross. So I'd just be real self-conscious. I was like, this weird monster kid at school. Like, don't smell me. I work at the factory. Hands are pink. Yeah. So I, and we wore scrubs and they were just constantly. So, I mean, it was only part, you know, it was part time and summers, but it was still like four years. And yeah. so tattooing sounded like, wow, like I can meet girls and I can work in a studio where I'm just wearing my street clothes, you know, and yeah. there was some danger to it. I was intrigued by. And so uh, I I just wanted to be tattooed so bad. That's when the graffiti scene was starting to develop. I was also Great. doing that. I'm also an aerosol artist. So cool. I was doing, you know, I was doing murals and throw ups and Greeley. We were made a couple ripples there. That was kind of a funny story. Um, we were some of the first kids to paint with colored paint in Greeley because most of the graffiti there before us was like Cholo gangs. So oh. black, black spray paint was most of the vandalism you would see. Okay. So in June, in high school, we started, I started doing more like, you know, more of a hip hop style of mural in Greeley and they were, most of them were illegal, you know, so the, 
but I got in trouble for that. So, <laughs> so um, so graffiti was coming into the tattoo world and that yeah. was just the most beautiful thing to me to see graffiti on skin. I was just drooling for it. It was yeah. something I had to be a part of. So, um, that's what kind of really made tattooing look so glamorous too, is like the comic book world, the mm -hmm. graffiti world was all entering into it. And then it, it was entering into this crazy biker world. So it was like, oh, wow, like this is a this is an interesting mix, you know? Yeah. So I loved it. So once I had no idea that I was falling into the well of tattooing, even as I started my apprenticeship, I thought, well, this will get me started, you know, yeah. <laughs> into something, you know? Nice. And, then, and there wasn't much more than a, maybe six months. And I was like, oh my God, tattooing is like so much bigger than anything else I've ever been into. So it yeah. was more like uh, the infinite, the infiniteness of it, as well as the ancientness of it, you know, the modern right. and ancient at the same time. Right. Just like so fun to be a part of. And it's such an aggressive industry as well. Um, it's like the art evolution of tattooing has just been like, almost like unreal it's right in front of your eyes, you know, so to speak, mm -hmm. like, and I'm happy to be a part of that, you know, like bringing in a more custom illustrative tattoo. And now I have like feelings about that now that I'm old school. Technically, I'm already <laughs> old school now. Right. So I'm 47. I'll be 48 in July. But oh, um, yeah, you're still a youngin. I know. Right. But that, somehow <laughs> I'm like old school and tattooing. Yeah. Super it, weird. It, it, you know, not it all real just... old school. Not real old school. Yeah. But. Like, yeah, it, it all goes in the blink of an eye, right? You know, all of a sudden you got uh, guys half half our age, you know, like, you know, starting out and, and making a name for themselves and yeah. stuff. It's like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I've been doing it longer than they've been alive and that kind of a thing. Yep. Yeah, weird. yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, yeah. Let's let's start bringing in some of your, your artwork, too. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that nice. was a cool one. Uh yeah. What is this on? Let me see if I. That's let me a forearm. That's a forearm. Okay. Nice. Like chairs behind it. They're kind of creating some weird imagery. But yeah, that's like a Viking skull piece, just sort of helmet based on some sort of Viking esque helmet from nice. old old times. So that nice. one's kind of got an opaque gray. It's like black and gray, but the gray in there in that skull is actually like the color gray rather than a diluted gray with tattooing uh -huh. black and there's there's black and gray where it's actually a diluted black and that oh, okay. makes gray just sort of just like watercolor uh, but in this case oh. you actually i'm actually using an opaque gray in the skull so it creates like oh, another wow. tone of gray there nice that's cool some, some whites the whites are kind of red in that picture i i uh, love the you know the hair how it flows too yeah i try to really focus on flowing stuff mm -hmm. nice and that one's like healed and fresh at this there's like some parts that are fresh on a little touch up on that picture so oh cool the, uh this one uh this next one's really striking holy yeah. crap that's amazing yeah Look that was blues that was jeff he was the guy down at the little contest we had at kofo last summer oh nice so Mr. Jones, Jeff Jones. Yeah, he's, uh, that one's just, I based it on a model skull that I have at the shop that I use for reference. So it's actually like a, a human skull. Um, 
uh, anatomy reference piece, you know, a plastic mm -hmm. skull, but it looks super real. One of those, it's actually called Real Skull from that company. And so it's a cast of an old man's skull. And that, so I pose that and I point lights at it, take a picture of it. And then I just freehand the graveyard in there. Oh just my God. Created that from it's, uh It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I, I just really, yeah, I, I just realized that we're looking at the side of, of, uh, of yeah. Jeff. I finally saw the nipple. Yeah. So. So the top of that his skull is like his armpit up in his armpit almost yeah oh my god that's that's absolutely gorgeous the the blues on that just pop you know and the the it's a lovely cast shadow yeah it's thank so you so cool thank you. so I like cool. that spot. yeah let's see here what do we what do we got next wow that's cool yeah that one's on Michaela so that's a thigh piece it's pretty it's like pretty big there it's like probably 16 inches or so 15 16 inches long so that one is just based on a painting of mine actually oh, she cool. she liked it the painting a lot so i recreated the painting on her legs that's just like a monster from my imagination oh my it was like an oil oil painting i did so just trying to recreate the oil painting in skin I how long did something like this, you know, would this take? Um, that one is, I think it was four sittings total. So okay. they were pretty comfortable sittings, like between three and four hours. So, so three times, so 12 to 16 hours, something like that. Oh my God. With that kind of detail. Cause there's a lot of detail in the cheeks and when you yeah. see. That's that's fantastic. The uh, oh, here is this a like a one of the paintings that you're working on currently? Yeah, that's a little oil, little just another. I, that's just like painting out of my imagination. So starting with, mm -hmm. there's no sketch or anything. I'm just kind of going. Okay. And that one that one was like a weird accident. It started looking like a like a dog nose or an animal nose. So oh okay. So I kind of I kind of started a little series of paintings based on that weird accident so like, <laughs> where I, I did another one where it's like a monster but the nose the nose is a dog's nose but it's like yeah. a weird bug yeah I, I can't explain it very good but yeah that's cool it, it, to me it kind of looks like a a riff off of the gill man yeah yeah that was just sort of my weird little i like doing these weird layery french fry looking things i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for French fries. Yeah. Nice. Let's, 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 over. Hello. What's this next one here? Oh, um, is this uh, Lydia from yes. uh, 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 Beetlejuice? Yes, that's when she's looking under the doorway and they're yeah. trying to learn how to scare people. Nice. That green light's emitting from under the doorway. So she's wearing a big black hat in that one. We kind of need to, I'd like to add more to that one and get that hat, like more black around her head there to kind of show it, off that hat. So, so this one's a little bit more in process. Yeah. No, it's technically finished. I just would personally like to add a little more of the hat, you know. Oh, okay. But just yeah, kind of we did that one in one sitting, so cool. that was a good good chunk there. That was about a six hour piece. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any chance of getting this person to come back so you can do the the hat? Yeah, I work with her. She works. She's my. Uh, she works with me. She's one of my artists at my shop. So, oh, yeah. cool. Oh, cool. 
Nice. That's Nicole. Cool. Nikki. Yeah. She, Nicole. She does great work. She does that kind of, she likes to do portraits too. So it was fun to do a portrait on her. Nice. That's cool. I think uh, they're supposedly casting Jenna Ortega for uh, Beetlejuice 2. Finally, I guess they're I, actually doing it. I just heard that today too. That's great. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. So as, as Lydia's uh, daughter or something. Cool. Perfect. Oh, this one's pretty. How hard is it to do armpits? I mean, good God. Yeah, it's different. You know, if, if the person's sitting well, it's a lot better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a sensitive area. So most of the people that get that done do sit well. I, I run, you know, like if, if you were making somebody do that, they'd probably cry. But if you, <laughs> I'd, I'd be the, I'd be that person, you know, crying. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's a, that's a real mod. That color scheme is actually a real scheme in nature. I can't remember the name of that moth right now, but it's uh that's actually how they look rough. You know, the colors. Yeah. That was done. We added like tentacles. That's, I tried to get weird with it. So it's got tentacles for legs there. So. Man, that's that's cool. Yeah, I, I saw the the octopus tentacles. I was like, oh, that's that's sweet. Yeah, then, a little subtle weirdness. Yeah, yeah, moths are so yeah, you know, absolutely you know beautiful creatures. You know, I mean, we we got our usual uh, you know uh, moths floating around oh, here during up. the summer that are usually gray and brown and stuff. But uh, but every now and then you, you come across ones that are just gorgeous. Uh oh, did we lose you? Did you freeze? Shoot. There. Hey, yo. There you are. We got you back. Cool. All right. So let's move on. Oh, this is cool. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about this character. What the hell is that one? So that one is uh, the customer was requesting like a demon type character. So okay, cool. He was giving me, you know, I got to do my thing. I could make it up myself. Nice. So. It's just some sort of like character, some sort of prince demon sort of thing. So it's wearing a crown. Oh, okay, right on. That yeah. kind of, kind of reminds some... me of the the creature from Crawl. Oh yes, for sure. Crawl was definitely affected me. I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely crawl like. Yeah. Then that Dio album, I see that too. That with the oh, demon. Yeah. With the horns yeah. there. <laughs> the one with uh, Holy Diver on it. Yeah. So I don't know what that finger's that finger's saying. No, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> the other side of that piece. Oh yeah, there we go. Anyway. Um, that was a cool one. I just that was just last summer up in Cheyenne. We do a little thing called the tattoo rodeo in Cheyenne. And oh, cool. uh, well, it's Forever West, a small boutique tattoo convention. My cool. friend Trinidad puts on, and uh, that's that's a that's a hoot. If anybody's looking for something to do up in Cheyenne, it's in July. So, so that was like a walk up customer. Um, uh, I, I get to do walk ups once in a while. I'm pretty much appointment at the right. shop, but when we do these events, it gives me a chance to meet some new people. And this this young man was in the Air Force, so um, it was fun. He's a Halloween. Uh, lover so he goes off on his house every halloween he has a oh, cool he does super, his own hunt yeah he go he puts a lot of money into his front yard for halloween so he was pretty that was his first tattoo so he's oh cool it's kind of 
he's represent. He was. He wouldn't know he was representing the Halloween world. By the way, he looked. He looked pretty normal, so to speak. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so he needed that to to look a little creepier for sure. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so and... basically, kind of like a Sam Hain. Yeah, there's Skeletor. That's a yeah. That's an oil painting that nice. I did for a buddy that collects Skeletor. So nice. Um, yeah, I don't know what. Not much to say about that one. Just fun for the hell of it, kind of. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Skeletor. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> Even <laughs> you damn tit. Yes. <laughs> here, here's a couple I'm working on lately. So. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's gorgeous. Look at that. Oil's, wow. oil's been what I'm trying to focus on for the past three years or so. I'm trying to. Nice. Trying to Are get you... a collection going for a show for a gallery. Yeah. Do you have a show scheduled or? No. If anyone that knows gallery people wants to talk, holler at me. But nice. not yet. I haven't. I'm working. With, I do Zoom night. I do Zoom uh, with a friend. Cool. Um, we call it paint night on Thursdays. So he and I have been kind of building up a collection. We're maybe hoping to do a little group show together. You know. Oh, cool. He's in San Diego, so. Hopefully we can kind of do one here and one there. Oh, that'd be that that'd be pretty sweet. In the next year or two, I don't know. I need I. It's harder than I thought to get amass this collection of paintings for a. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'm thinking I need more than I actually do, but, and I'm at that point where, you know, you really got to start not being married to these things, you know, because right. some of them are so cool. I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess I'll sell it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you, you don't want to let go of your, your children. Sometimes you got to drown those kids. Yeah. So, yeah. So I need to learn to just kind of, yeah, just, just kind of keep my technique moving and not, you know, yeah. I don't know. But then I'm wondering, like, I'm at that crossroad where it's like, well, you know, is it that soul that you're putting into it? What, what makes the painting, what do people see in it? You know, I want right. to, I got to get it out there so I can get some like feedback, you know? Right. Yeah, the uh, the one over your shoulder there uh, kind of looks like a, a yokai or an oni. Uh, yeah, like a hanya, which is like okay. the like the Japanese demon. Nice. The, this is like kind of supposed to be the female version of a of a. Oh shoot! You froze again. I probably froze on your end too. Just hold tight, everybody. We're having technical issues. Technical issues. Did, there yeah. he is. Yo. So the, uh, did you hear what I said? It was like a Hanya? No, no, like, Hanya. So there's Hanya and Oni. Hanya is like the female and Oni is the male in Japanese folklore. Oh, okay. But yeah, this one's kind of based on that. It's kind of cool. To... Oh, look at the teeth on there. Man, that's, that's some amazing detail when you get to look at it close up. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, there's kind of... Uh, demon theme with all the work if you can't pick that up yet <laughs> yeah how uh how many uh do you have in that collection so far i think i mean there might be some of it's not all demons so there's a little bit of variance i got mm -hmm. i have some kind of some boat paintings as well some kind of classic ships at sea sort of stuff wow and then and then, and then i have some portraits as well like of uh actual people you know so or celebrities nice. i mean 
So I don't know, I think I'm up around 20 paintings oh, that are cool. sitting in the room. Cool. Take, you know? Nice. How, uh, how many of that 20 are actually like horror themed? Like like the ones you just showed us? Um, Probably 15. Oh, cool. Yeah, you pretty much got a, a almost a, a complete show, you know, with with you and your your buddy. You could probably f fill a room. Absolutely, I think I think we're there. I just want to get my. I just want to kind of hone the themes in a little more. I think I need a little, couple more from each little subgenre that I'm. Yeah. Kind of picked three themes to go with. So like celebrities, demons, and boats. <laughs> right. Nice. Celebrities, demons, and boats. Yeah, there's there's a common thread there. You know, uh, yeah, celebrities they maybe. have their demons, and sometimes uh, boats send you to your demons. Yeah, maybe the maybe it'll depends on what I get done in the next few months. You know, like I need to do some larger pieces. I think so. Cool, man. Those look those look uh, really good. You know, and yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking to you, you. Uh, uh, pretty soon about. Uh, you know, last year, um, yeah, you and Jim Norris at Mutiny, uh, you guys did a hell of a job putting on, uh, you know, the the Inked and Blood tattoo uh, competition for for us at uh, at Kofo, and uh, we're gonna start talking about uh, you know this upcoming year. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Have you ever done uh, anything like that before? A little bit, yeah. We hosted Phantomate. My shop hosted the. Denver Tattoo Convention in 2008 and 09. So nice. we did have some experience putting on tattoo convention, you know, the contest at the convention as well. So it's a, it's, it always, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, sort of like just tallying is the work. Like yeah. my wife saved the day last year. So she figured out the tallying system. So oh, we could, cool. Yeah. So we could, like I, I'm pretty good about getting everything set up, and then someone has to help me tally. You know, like that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Glad. Glad she was there to help out. Appreciate it. I think we'll get more people in it this year. I'm pretty sure. You know, we get the word out a little more. Yeah. Show pictures and get those. Uh, I'll make some more trophies and get those even prettier. Cool. Oh, yeah. that's that's cool. I yeah yeah the the, the sculpture that you had uh, for. Um, um for for last year was absolutely amazing thanks man thank you very much yeah that was yeah fun. that's kind of like our little mascot this kind of skeletal zombie character with a top hat sort of like london after midnight meets phantom of the opera sort of yeah. sort of look sweet yeah that's that's pretty cool it looks like uh we got more fans chiming in so oh, yeah. uh strange uh yeah uh, wants to get uh, his his character tattooed by you on his arm. Do we know LS Strange? Do we know who that? He's that yeah. Is? He's he's a friend of ours. Uh, he's a uh, him and his wife are uh, novelists. So uh, so they um, they have a character called Lester Haywood. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I don't want to be a poser, but I don't know who the hell Lester Haywood is. How, who's yeah. Lester Haywood? Well, it's it's their character. Yeah, okay. wears a, walks around in a plague mask and stuff. Cool. So, and the duster. Um, yeah, let's do it. And then uh, Adrian chimed in. Hey. Awesome, my brother. What's up, Adrian? <laughs> Love you, man. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's fantastic to, to see all the uh, all the work that that you've you 
you know, you're, you're doing, you're, you're, you're painting, you're sculpting, you're the tattooing. I mean, it's just no end. Do you ever take a breather? Once, yeah, we do get, we're pretty lucky. We get to travel a little bit, take a couple breathers throughout the summer. Cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, oh, looks like we, we froze up again. So a little, little technical issues going on here. So hang, hang with us for just a second. Now we'll, uh, Chris will be right back. Yep, here he oh, comes. I hope I hope that's not my fault. We we got Chris back. Um, back. Yeah, usually it's on my end, but uh, so far I'm I'm doing okay. So. Oh, it's my fault. Yeah, uh, uh, don't worry about it. You know, it's yeah, um, these things happen. Shit happens. You know. My kids are upstairs sucking up all the broadband. Oh man, yeah. Are are the kids you know tattooing like uh like dad? No, not not yet. No, we have haven't pursued that yet. My my younger daughter has done some tattooing. That was pretty fun on some family, like when she was young. That was pretty yeah. exciting. <laughs> That's but, cool. But now that they're doing their own thing, really, they we we tried to pull them into the fold, and you know, I'm hoping one day we can all kind of come back together and they can work for the for the brand. You know, hopefully yeah. expand this into doing clothing and furniture who knows what you know so but but they do they have their own jobs they're adults so nice yeah. but the uh my younger daughter is a little more on the visual artistic side so she does painting and cool. uh, some photography hopefully to pursue photography and my older daughter likes singing a lot and she's just kind of uh doing that as hobby though pretty much and she works. She's an assistant manager at a restaurant. So, oh, cool. Doing good. Nice. They're still at home. They still live with us. Yeah, that's cool. The, um, yeah, it sounds like you kind of want to make it a little bit of a family business to some yeah, degree. Yeah, I would. I, tr I kind of tried, and then I don't. I don't know. You know, they just weren't ready yet to take us seriously, like working for mom and dad. You know, right? Like, kind of thought they could take, or you know, the younger one tried it. She was asking for days off as soon as we hired her, you know, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think mom, I think mom fired her because Krisha's my partner at the shop. She's my mm -hmm. co-owner. So I think Krisha fired her after like a week or two. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so she likes to tell people that mom yeah. fired. fired my own kid. Yeah. Mom, mom fired me after two weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, any any new employees too that that you know kind of you know scuff off or anything, you know right. you can just like it's like hey we have no problem firing our own kids, so we'll we'll definitely get yeah. rid of you. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so pay attention, pay attention get, to this. Yeah, get in line. You know, book your yeah you know, book your your clients and let, let's go to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's man, that's so cool. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's got to be. Yeah, I find it really impressive to to be able to you know you know you know, maintain the that uh, that creative uh, you know spark, but also you know being able to do it you know as as the day job as the business and still also you're you're still creating you know on your spare time you know you know, still uh, you know in. Uh, you know, kind of in investigating other other areas of, of creativity 
uh, you know, nonstop, you know, cause I, I know some other tattoo artists that, um, you know, they go do that as their job and then, you know, they just kind of, uh, you know, crash out and, you know, they don't want to do anything creative because that's the day job, you know, on their free time. Yeah. I know. I know a lot of guys like that too. Yeah. I, I don't know if I just need less sleep or I don't know. I just like, yeah. I like keeping the hands moving. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, they all feed each other and it's all going to come together into this. I feel like I'm just still, I have not peaked yet. You know, I think I have more to do, you know, so. Right. And I think it's really going to come together in that, in this cartoon I'm working on that I was mentioning Ooh. privately earlier. So I really want to, I feel like that's the culmination of music that I do art, the visual art and directing as well, you know, like, trying to the the cinematic aspect of it yeah like that's where i can actually apply everything into one big project and then see where that goes you know yeah but but yeah i, I don't know there is days definitely where tattooing is enough for sure yeah. Because, yeah because there it is uh i don't know what i'm just lucky i really i i feel lucky that i can turn it on you mm -hmm. know like i know some people can't but yeah. I can get in the zone and I can, once I get into the shop and like the rest of the world kind of goes away and I, that's something where my purpose is felt. So I can, I, you know, I have confidence in that when I'm doing that. So it's, but I, I definitely feel lucky that I can turn it on. Cause if I, you know, I, maybe some people can, they're not enjoying their job as much, but I do enjoy my job. Like, yeah, he's got that instant satis instant gratification that yep. most artists don't get a feel because mm. we create. You know, I'll draw it on the skin, tattoo it, and then we're patting ourselves on the back, like you know, within hours. So yeah, you, know, you sell it, the person's happy. It's like one of the only art forms where all of that can happen in an afternoon. You know, like right, and then right. You don't have to sell it to someone else to sell it or you know it's just you the client direct and then they are wearing it you know so there's that is addictive i know yeah. a lot of tattooers would agree with that that like painting and stuff i mean this painting is great outlet and it sits behind me and then you know but I, then i have to figure out how to sell it you know like that's so tattooing's been great for me just because because i can I'm like constantly working and selling my art every day. So, yeah, that's, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I was just, yeah. Thinking on, yeah. Yeah. As a tattoo artist, you're, you're sitting there hunched over for hours on end working on, on this one piece on, on somebody's body and stuff. Um, you know, Enigma and I like the, the only tattoo convention that uh, he ever brought me to, to, um, as an exhibitor with him, uh, I think it was it was an event at um, at the Colorado Convention Center, and I couldn't figure out why it was such long hours because it was like 12, 13 hours that this this event was open day you know for like the weekend, and finally I realized it's like oh because you know all these tattoo artists have clients coming in you know, early and they're working, you know, an hour, six hours, sometimes the whole day on a whole, on a piece. Yeah. And, 
and sometimes they're there before the show show floor opens with with a client and they're there well after that's me shutting it down <laughs> yeah i was just like man that is that is some amazing dedication uh yeah. and uh those hours are brutal and at, yeah. at age 47 now i'm like ah, i want to go to a convention but I used to run those hours and then and then we'd go back to the room in the hotel and tattoo more like yeah what the hell i don't even know how i did that wow so props to young kids i hope you are staying up all night tattooing but like yeah so that yeah that's a brutal don't get any ideas for your convention to have those hours <laughs> no no man i wouldn't i'm just like nah seven hours is good for me and then uh, let's Let's go hit the bar or something. But yeah. You know, I had to kind of leave a little early last year at your event, but like, I'm always like, it's time to go. Cause I'm so used to these grueling 13 hour convention floor days where you're like, we're wrapping up at six or seven. I'm like, what, what? Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go eat. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, you know, Chris, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're about, uh, yeah out of time but is there anything that you want to chat about or, or bring uh you know bring to the attention uh before we we sign off uh you know i just love people give me a follow if you're interested on instagram i don't know like i want to talk about that cartoon project i have coming up but keep your eye out for that el chalian the cholo alien is coming your way but, el chalian nice yes um and just yeah like keep your eye out for some paintings coming your i'd like to sell some paintings if anyone wants to commission something cool let me know cool nice I prefer to prefer to come up with the idea mostly myself but <laughs> yeah damn right yeah. yeah we got we got uh things coming down the pipeline this summer we're doing the tattoo convention at the convention center villain arts and so you can look for us there it's our 25th anniversary phantom eight is 25 Ooh. years old holy cow. congrats yeah. thank you thank you that is amazing so we're trying to just celebrate at all the events we do your event this year yes. we will be at we will be wearing our best at kofo so catch party with us there Sweet. Um, we're doing that thing in cheyenne like i mentioned in july these are all on our facebook we're gonna try to do a better job at letting everybody know what we're up to on Facebook cool. and Instagram. Nice. That's cool. basically it, Phantom. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, Chris froze up again. All right. He'll, he'll be back in just a minute uh, guys. So hang tight, watch me juggle. And those that are just listening to us, you can't <laughs> see me juggle. Oh, there you go. Chris is back. Yay. Hey, bye. <laughs> it's it's now the future, Chris. <laughs> what did I miss? Oh, oh, now now microwaves are AI. Oh crap! Damn it! Out, out. Uh, but uh, yeah, real quick uh, before we lose you again, uh, Chris, yeah. I want to uh, thank you for being so generous with your time and coming on and and sharing with us all the cool things that you're you, you know you're doing and as an artist, you know, en enriching the world around you. Talking about myself, no, no problem, man. <laughs> uh, hey, you know that's that's the way to do it. Uh, 
but uh, yeah, everybody that that's tuned in, you know, uh, make sure to go to fanimate.com and uh, you know, reach out to uh, to Chris here and um, yeah, make an appointment and, and get your ass tattooed. Not literally your ass, but uh, you know, some part of you, you know, or a part of your ass, or you part want. of your ass. Whatever. Maybe it reaches down there, you know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Daniel. I appreciate it, man. It's been fun. Yeah, it's it's been good to catching up to to you and and realizing that we were practically neighbors for a year. Yeah. Holy crap! Wow. <laughs> always like always just this far apart. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Chris, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. But okay. again, thanks for for coming on and chatting with me. My pleasure. Oh, cool. And uh, to everybody that tuned in, yeah, you know, thanks so much. Uh, make sure to go to fanimate.com and and sign up uh, and and uh, you know get tattooed by Chris. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, just want to say uh, thanks to all our sponsors too, to Mutiny Information Cafe. Thanks for uh, putting up with our shit. And uh, of course, if you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. Hellfire Entertainment. Thanks for rebroadcasting us on your social media. And of course, Groovy TV and to Alien Donut Films uh, and uh, Angela Joseph Productions. Uh, thanks uh, for uh, supporting us. And of course, uh, my producers, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stefan Santa Cruz. And uh, to everybody out there, uh, be good, be kind, help each other out during tough times, and stay spooky, everybody. Have a good night. Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th.